Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. I sing my lion song and brush my mane That was Gregory Porter and Be Good here on Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Thank you very much for joining me for another edition of Jazz Shapers. If you don't know, Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business. My business shaper today is Paul Jacobs. He is the managing director and founder of Love Work Life. That is a a management consultant come business brokerage business, which basically helps businesses uh, create their own strategies for dealing with people and making sure that you are happy in the process. You'll be hearing lots from Paul very shortly. In addition to hearing from Paul, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, a sumptuous mix of music from the shapers of jazz, soul and blues, including Sam Cooke, Albert King, and this from the gypsy jazz master himself, Django Reinhardt. That was Django Reinhardt and Django's Tiger. Thank you for joining me. It is Jazz Shapers, and Paul Jacobs is my business shaper, as I mentioned earlier, managing director of a lovely name business called Love Work Life. Paul, you're going to tell me exactly what Love Work Life does, because I think it's really interesting. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, well, Love Work Life is a contemporary management consultancy business. We work with a whole range of organisations right around the country, uh, small and large, uh, across all industry sectors. And we really focus on developing leadership skills. I think everybody knows everything comes from the top. So if you have inspiring leaders, people that have a real vision and understanding where the business is going, and they're inspiring people, they're passionate about what they're doing, then that permeates throughout the organisation and tends to express itself in the level of, of client base and uh, indeed very importantly staff retention so we work very hard with our uh, leaders that's mostly what we do but we also get involved very clearly with mentoring and coaching future leaders and right across the board in terms of business development building client base margins all those lovely things PR marketing and essentially really working extremely hard to help organizations develop their turnovers and profits now you've worked for some in your past before you became an entrepreneur as well you could I imagine you're a pretty entrepreneur before you've had some very senior jobs in very very big recruitment businesses when did you i mean you, and, and you've been you've been working a while mr yes. jacobs you have some level of experience I'm an old geezer you're an old geezer um when did you kind of realize you had to do your own thing because you've you've obviously been one of those people that can work fantastically well in big organizations and you've got on with it and you've you've held board level t- uh, titles coo ceos i mean you've yeah. done everything really yep. for some big companies like um, office angels and and a deco and all sorts yes. of big companies when did you go enough i'm going to do something for myself wow. and, and why well it's an interesting question i think when you reach uh, the ripe old age of your mid 50s and of course uh, advancing years you reach a point where 
uh, you start to think, well, isn't it about time I took a bit more control of, of my own destiny? And um, I guess over the years, I mean, I've held some fantastic jobs and worked with some incredibly great people. Um, and I, in the past, people have often said, well, why don't you do your own thing? But, you know, I think when you're, as I was, leading a, a very successful business like Office Angels and having a great deal of fun doing it and, and um, hitting tremendous heights at its peak, it was, for example, receiving 12 times more media coverage in the entire recruitment industry combined. So we were having a lot of fun doing it. Um, I, um, I was having I was at a point where I really felt it was, it was fine. I was perfectly happy at a point in my life where it was giving me the fulfillment I was looking for. But when you get to a certain point in your life, and I'm certainly at that stage, uh, there's a kind of t- uh, there's a tipping point where you think, well, you know, I've worked with some huge corporations and um, had a lot of fun doing it, lots of travel. Um, I managed 650 staff, 150 million turnover business, uh, all the ticks in all the boxes. But the thing I'd never done was actually owned or managed my own business. So, you know, life's pretty short and it was an unfulfilled ambition. Um, and it kind of happened accidentally, really. I was looking um, for my next career move, talking to lots of different people, and um, I suddenly found, without really trying, which I hope doesn't sound arrogant, but I suddenly had a client base. I had people saying to me, look, somebody of your knowledge and experience would be fantastic for us. Why don't you come and help us? So before I looked around, I had a whole bunch of clients, and uh, I started to think about the possibility of setting up a management consultancy business. And... Um, I uh, met a lot of people who had reached a sort of crossroads, a variety of people, people who were brand new, setting up businesses, had reached a point in their experience and knowledge where they're kind of hitting the ceiling, and others that had been in business a long time but had kind of reached a point where there was a level of inertia, perhaps a bit of fear of change, and uh, often met people that were a little bit unhappy, actually. And I kept thinking, scratching my head, thinking, well, you know, you, you went into business, presumably because you wanted to be in charge of where you were going, maybe because you felt that you were tired of working for other people. Um, and uh, now it seems to me you're a little bit unhappy, possibly even pretty miserable. And so the name Love Work Life came about because I was thinking about my role with them and considering the fact that, you know, it wasn't just about helping them build their business, grow tr- tremendous organisations, um, but it was mostly, I think, in a large sense, helping them to enjoy what they were doing and love their work life. Work life was the co- sort of key phrase at the time, but very importantly, getting a business that had an enviable culture, uh, an organisation that people were attracted to, not only colleagues, people working in the organisation, but clients. So that's how the name came about. Very good. And stay with me to hear much more from Paul Jacobs, my business shaper today. Time for some music. This is Albert King and Born Under a Bad Sign. That was Albert King and Born Under a Bad Sign. Paul Jacobs is my business shaper and he is the founder and managing director of Love Work Life. And if you were listening earlier, you'd have heard where the name came from and where the inspiration came from. Paul, when you'd gone out into your into the new world of your own business, do you recall, it was about five years ago, mm. I think, do you recall that uh, a sense of loneliness or any other mm. strange emotions and this sense of where is all the furniture? What, what, what have I left? What have I changed? Yeah. And how did you deal with that sense of change? That's a really good question. Um, When you've worked, as I had, for many, many years for global 
organizations, corporations. Um, everything's on tap. You know, your resources are there. You need something done. You've got great people around you. Uh, lots of opportunity to uh, use people internally and indeed and get people externally to help you. Then suddenly there you are, all on your own, as you say, in a, a virtually an empty room. And there, there is a sense of enormous excitement, but also a sense of trepidation and perhaps a sense that uh, of being way outside your comfort zone. You know, the, the fear of the unknown. You don't have a salary coming in. Uh, you know, at the end of every month, it was a given. Your salary went in. Occasionally, please got a few bonuses appeared. Had you saved some money, I mean, to enable you to jump over? I mean, how did it, you know, had you put a pot aside? Yeah, I had a little bit of funding. Uh, it wasn't going to last forever. Um, and I think that's kind of important, really, because you need that. You need to know that it, this is something you've got to get, uh, you've got to get some speed into. So that urgency is extremely important. And I think the combination of that urgent sense and um, the excitement that goes with it. And I guess fear. Fear breeds a, a level of action. And, and there's no question that it, you, feel, you feel that level of nervousness, a sense of vulnerability. And it's a step into the unknown. You know, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I'd led very large organisations, I'd like to think very successfully, but never done it for myself. So there was this sense of isolation. Um, interestingly, a lot of the people I work with today feel that as well. Mm. Nobody to talk to, nobody to express their concerns to, which is where we come in and the mentoring we do with people. So I, I know how that feels. Um, but it was also incredibly liberating to have that opportunity finally to do what I wanted to do, to build something that I really felt was mine, express my values and behaviours in that business, and um, find like-minded people to work with. And when we started the business, I was asked the question, what do you want from your own business? I thought deeply about it, sort of scratched my rather bald head, and said to myself, well, there's probably two things I really want from my business, apart from obviously, hopefully, making it very successful. And the first was to work with people I really enjoyed working with. You'd have to do that if you called yourself love work life. You couldn't yeah. go out and work people you didn't I'm going to say, you couldn't walk around being miserable. It no, no. It doesn't it, look like you're miserable now. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> the culture. And the second thing, I think, was to work with ambitious people. Yeah. And that's, cause I, that's because how uh, the way I felt about my own business. I wanted to love what I did, and I wanted it to be uh, hugely successful and have some mm. fun doing it. Very good. Stay with me for more from Paul Jacobs. My uh, hello, my name is Greg Campbell. I'm a partner in the employment department But before that, some words of wisdom for your business, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. I've been practising in employment law for... 20 years now and at Mishkondorea we act for an interesting range of clients unusually for an employment department we act both for senior executives and for corporate employers so we get an interesting view of both sides of the employment relationship. The most important thing in any employment relationship is to have clarity of communication. Most of the problems I see come from people either communicating badly or not at all. Uh, most fundamentally you see this where people work with their friends or with people they grow to like and then a problem comes up and they're too afraid to deal with it. The only thing I can tell you is that a problem ignored gets worse and worse and worse until it explodes in a complete disaster for the organisation. If there is an itch, scratch it, do not wait for things to become so bad that you have to amputate the limb. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. 
You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, 9am till 10am, you can catch me talking to a fantastic business shaper. If you've missed any, go over to cityam.com and you'll find some of the best ones over there as well. Paul Jacobs is my business shaper today and he is the founder and managing director of Love Work Life. It's all in the name. Um, Paul is the person that you should be going to if you need help developing a people strategy or you need mentoring and, and all sorts of um, other things as well. Paul, um your business now is obviously in a, in a relatively early stage. Do you think you have learnt the right things from corporate life to apply to your own business as you look to your own growth strategies? Yes, I mean, I think so. I've uh, I spent a lifetime working in businesses, some small but mostly very, very large. And I guess that uh, it's funny because people say you can't buy experience. And, and actually, that's exactly what they do when they engage us, they do buy experience. Um, I think every business needs somebody that's grey-haired and been there and bought several T-shirts. In my case, a few scarves and hats as well along the way. So I think that it's... Nice scarves? Um, Any particular preference of colour? It's <laughs> important. Red to go with my eyes, Always generally, good. yes. <laughs> but I, I think that um, I learned a tremendous amount along the way. And, and I think that's what people buy, as it were, when they engage, uh, engage me and, and my colleagues. But at the same time, and I think this is very important... You know, you don't reach this age without getting some baggage along the way. You know, there's cuts and bruises, a few a few broken bones. You you can't get to a point in business where you haven't experienced some bruises. There's no way. Um, and I think I'd be fairly useless to anybody I'd, I work with if I hadn't carried a few of those wounds because my purpose when I work with organisations is not only to guide them and counsel, provide uh, a bit of wisdom uh, and education along the way. It's also, importantly, to say, don't do this. Don't do that. Try this instead, mm. because I think that that's where we are uh, invaluable to organisations. Why allow people to make mistakes that you've made yourself? And, and you've obviously learned lots of stuff from other people, oh. I imagine. And, and what would those, if you had two really brilliant lessons from all the gazillions of experiences you've had over your, your long career, <laughs> what would those two things be if you're passing it on to someone just thinking about setting up their own business right now? Well, I think the first is that you you don't want to be wallpaper in any business. I think, you know, to be camouflage is not good news. In other words, to be like everybody else. And if you're going to own a business, make it a standout brand. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a level of courage to do that. It's important not to be the same. You know, often you hear th- uh, lovely key uh, cliches like KPIs and things like this. Uh, in the end, I think it's about having, um, if I can use the word, the kahunas really, to get out there and make it happen for yourself in in a way that inspires people. So that's so lesson number one. Lesson, and lesson number, number two? Lesson number two, I think, is about engaging brilliant people. You know, getting a culture, developing a culture around you that's at once fun and at the same time interesting and exciting. And I think if you can engage people in your business and you, you win hearts and minds, to use that expression, then actually going out and delivering the message and growing your business is not as difficult as, pe- as you might think. Surround yourself with wonderful people that balance out your own uh, strengths and weaknesses. It's like a football team. Not everybody can score a goal. You're going to have a goalkeeper. Mm. And I think those are the two things I've learned. Have great people around you, people you have fun working with who are tremendously passionate, as passionate as you are. And at the same time ensure that you have a vision that is different and exciting very good time for some music this is sam cook and blue moon you saw me standing alone without a dream in my heart, in my heart without a love of my own blue 
That was Sam Cooke and Blue Moon. Paul Jacobs is my business shaper. I'm sure you've been listening so far. Managing Director of Love, Work, Life. Um, It strikes me that giving advice around people is one of the hardest things. There's no science to it. There's a lot of psychology. You go to a psychiatrist to get a you know, really in-depth in- bit of information. You go to a, a doctor if you've got a bad knee mm. uh, and all those other things. It, do you find that over the the course of the, the, the advice you offer, often people haven't diagnosed the problem properly? And yeah. that you end up going, hold on a minute, you thought you had one of those and you've got one of these. And if so, how have you developed a skill to enable yourself to diagnose the issue that a business faces? Because most businesses face issues at any one time. It's a dynamic, fluid thing. Identifying the problem is critical because if you don't identify the right problem, you're never going to fix the problem and so on and so forth. So how have you managed to do that? Well, I, it's a tremendous question. Um, I guess over the years, you learn to try to get beneath the individual's personality and characteristics. You know, I think the best business people are very often people that have very high emotional intelligence, EQ. Um, And I think it's very important to understand the people that lead the business, lead the organisation. I mean, you've almost got two areas. I I certainly address two areas. One are the business issues, which uh, cut across a whole range of very important and critical strategic areas. And the other, to your point, is around the actual individuals, the personalities. And I spend a tremendous amount of time getting to know the people I work with. Now, that's not just about business issues. That's about their personalities and their drivers. What's motivating people? And it's interesting because when you work with people leading businesses, they often have very different drivers and motivators. And I think that's the important thing to try to understand. What is it that the individual really wants, not only from their business, but in their personal lives? What drives them? Sometimes you find that people are driven very clearly by making money, you know, earning as much as they can, having a Maserati out the front door and three homes around the world. And that may be their driver. But often and more often, you find it's more than that. It's about pride in what they're doing. It's sometimes actually linked to fear fear of failure, making sure that they don't fail, that they they achieve something for themselves and they leave a legacy. And it's also about, I think, um, ensuring that people get a level of pride in in terms of uh, the business and what it represents out there in the community and in the business world. And I think getting beneath the surface, from my point of view, and understanding an individual is so key because I cannot motivate unless I understand what, what turns them on. So over the years, for you, who has motivated? motivated you best and what was it in one word that they understood about your own motivations and what drove you? Uh, well, I've worked with some really excellent people over the years. Um, and what did they nail about you, Paul? I would say uh, I think that the people that really understood me most recognised that for me it was always about um, doing a great job and going the extra mile. And I think that I, I've done very well in many instances, but in a strange way, I don't think, and I think lots of people would echo this point, um, being driven by making lots of money wasn't necessarily where it was at for me. It was much more about, I think, attract, uh, being involved in something that was competitive, a very competitive nature. So I think that for me, giving me something to go for, targets, um, or a league table was very important, and I was driven t- to be the best in whatever. Ah, now I was we're doing. getting to it. You wanted to be the best, so basically, if you want to most fit, Paul Jacobs, throw down the gauntlet of comp- <laughs> competition. Final chat with Paul coming up. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Shaper of Jazz, Robert Glasper. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
Sometimes we feel alone But alone ain't always wrong That was Robert Glasper and the fantastic I Stand Alone. This is Jazz Shapers, and just for a few more minutes, Paul Jacobs is my business shaper today here on Jazz FM. Paul, we've talked about all sorts of things. Um, as you think back over your um, your long and illustrious career, when you've had difficult stuff to deal with, how have you dealt with it? How, what, have you, have you learnt the coping mechanisms that are required to go, okay, that isn't good. I'm in a bad place now, but I'm going to get myself out of it. How did you get yourself out of it? Look, I think um, it's important to keep things in context. And uh, it's very difficult sometimes. You know, being involved in something you believe passionately in means that you're going to suffer the highs and lows of that business. But, you know, the sun sets at night and it rises again in the morning. And I think but only that, for 5.5 billion more years, Paul. Well, well I've, <laughs> That's not that long. It's not that long. <laughs> I, I'd like to think I'll live that long, but I suspect <laughs> I won't. But I, I, I think it is about that. I think yeah. it's keeping things in context, which yeah. is extremely difficult if you believe passionately in something. But I think you have to have that coping mechanism. And I also feel very strongly that, you know, life's an interesting thing. You know, I think back to the things that I've been very successful in, and I often they're linked to, in a sense, low points in my career, like being made redundant in a previous role led me to finding a, a job with Office Angels at a, at a fairly moderate level. I, I had to go backwards, as it were. It was a point of recession and I was out of work. So I took a job that was probably several levels lower than the role I'd had prior to that and ultimately became the managing director of that business. Now, at the time I lost my job, it was really bad news. It was very upsetting. I had two young kids. But I, I went forward. I didn't look over my shoulder. I just looked forward and ultimately it led me to a really great thing, which in turn has led to other things and mm. I kind of feel that and it sounds a bit sort of airy fairy stuff but if you kind of open yourself up to the universe and you just say you know that's life it's a part it's a chapter in my life and I just keep moving forward and have yeah. belief in where the future and lies. momentum just and keeps momentum you and just I, th- I think also putting your chin out there and saying you know what no matter how many times you get punched I'm just going to keep getting up and my view about life is that I think if you if you keep trying and you keep getting up off the canvas you cannot be beaten and I think that's the essence of being successful and in terms of the essence of being successful for your own business now love work life where are you going to be in the next five years what do you reckon well first and foremost I'm obviously going to love my work life clearly that's very important yes. to me um, we're building a much bigger organisation. We'll be taking on a lot of extra people, both in the management consultancy arm and the new recruitment arm. Um, we are very excited about the future. And it's linked, of course, to this very interesting economy we're in, where we're seeing big growth in, ro- in jobs, um, a lot of opportunity now. And there are lots of people starting out new businesses and an awful lot of established businesses now looking at how they're going to grow. And we're linked to those opportunities. We work with lots of ambitious organisations. And you're confident? I'm incredibly confident. I'm very excited about the future. I think we're at a point now where anyone that's involved in a business or thinking of opening a business should do one thing, get on with it, get out there and make it happen. Fantastic advice. Just before I let you go, Paul, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, This was such a tough question because um, I love jazz, love blues and, you know, millions of CDs. So where do you begin? And uh, I was thinking hard about jazz particularly. I had the great fortune to see Ella Fitzgerald 
back in, I think it was 81, at the London Palladium on a double bill of Oscar Peterson, which was amazing. And uh, she came on stage. She was a, a sort of elderly lady. And this 20-year-old voice came out. It was quite, it was quite amazing. So uh, I was just thrilled to see a 20th century icon. So when I was asked this question, what would be my song? I thought about her. And uh, she had a song, uh, Nice Work If You Can Get It. And since my most of my career has been spent in employment and my company's called Love Work Life, I thought it was an entirely appropriate choice. Paul, thank you very much for being my business shaper. This is your choice. Nice work if you can get it from, of course, the fantastic Ella Fitzgerald. The man who only lives for making money Lives a life that isn't necessarily sunny Likewise the man who works for fame there's no guarantee that time won't erase his name. The fact is... That was Ella Fitzgerald and Nice Work, if you can get it. The song choice of my business shaper, Paul Jacobs. A man who has definitely lived, who has experienced tons of stuff, who's learned from it and is now imparting great wisdom to the businesses that he is working closely with. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next week, Saturday, Jazz FM. Make a date in your diary. In the meantime, though, and very excitingly, stay with us because coming up next, it's live from Glyme Place and it's the Love Supreme Festival with Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.